Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is going to be on one that I think an awful lot of people have realized or may not realize that has a massive impact on how they look, feel, everything, their mindset, their mental health, their physical health, everything. And it comes to the matter of coming down to values and why we do things over other things. So there's an amazing book called The Values Factor by John D. Martini. And in that book, he talks about what you what you you'll always do what you value more. So if you ever look at it from a point of view, you might say something like, I didn't have time to eat lunch or I didn't have time to have dinner or etc etc or I didn't have time to work out. Sometimes it can be down to time. Sometimes it can be down to being time poor. Sometimes it can be down to poor planning. Sometimes it can be down to a variety of things. Life ha- happens. More often than not, it's down to values. So it that it just wasn't a priority. Now that may hit home a little bit more for people than others that we didn't value ourselves enough in order to fuel ourselves but we valued our job a little bit more or we valued doing something for else for someone else rather than actually fueling ourselves so we can get through the day and then what happens then is we overeat in the evenings because we're so knackered we're so drained our mood is so low our energy is so low and then this cycle is repeated so you need to look at it from a point of view of that we need to look at what is actually important to you. What principles do you live by? And what do you value most of all? So what can happen for some people, and I'm not saying this is for everyone, but what can happen for some people is if they've been struggling for with their weight and their career is flourishing or their family life is flourishing, but they're getting parked into second or third in the ranking, the values can have an impact on their mental health, which can have an impact on their weight, which can have an impact on self-esteem, self-worth, etc. So the values that you possess can have a massive impact on your overall health, mental health, and your weight. So we need to understand what values actually are first. The values that we have and what we possess are things that we believe that are, are important in the way we live. None of us are born with values. They are acquired, they are grown, they are cultivated as we get older. And many of our values are maybe unconscious or subconscious because we learn them from a very, very young age. If you look at what way your parents have developed and what they have pushed on you as as, as you've got older, who you surround yourself with. Our values are often influenced by our beliefs, our upbringing, our culture, our education, our past experiences and social networks. And all of these can change over time. They can shift from when we're maybe more family oriented at certain parts of our life to more financial oriented parts of our life. But the one thing that I can be sure of is it is, there, is that if you're not in line with your values, unhappiness is the next step. But if you're in line with your values and you're living the life that you want, then happiness can happen. So our values in life give us clues. They're kind of like a blueprint as to what's important that the way that we live. Our values guide our life and our decision making. 
that means that we make deliberate choices to focus on what is important according to our actual values. Your values can either be positive or negative. They can include physical and mental health. Uh, they can include family, integrity, hard work, time, money. And then the, there's some of the, the positive ones. But then there's negative ones that can also include the likes of money, material possessions, status, popularity, ego, all these different types of things. And sometimes the reason why people can struggle with their with the weight side of things is because they maybe their values are a little bit off kilter. They say they want to do one thing, but all their actions are going the other way. It's kind of like they're trying to go for in maybe they're trying to go from maybe London to Newcastle, but they're ending up way down south in Southampton because they're taking the wrong turns. And the reason why that can happen is that it's coming at the expense of their own mental health, their well-being, their personal fulfillment, their happiness. So I'm going to use an example of when material possessions, money, all these kind of things. Because what can happen for some people, and this isn't out of judgment, I can see it with clients that I've worked with over the last five years, is that the career is one thing that they've been able to control that they know what they need to do in order to get to where they want to go, but it comes at a cost. It comes at the cost of their mental health. Yes, it helps your bank balance. It helps buy these materialistic things, these possessions that give you status, that stroke your ego. But your career is one thing that you've controlled. You need to study this hard to do all your exams and you'll be maybe bracketed into certain financial rewards in order to get it. And that's the way to validate your success. But what may be a struggle for you is the control around food or the control around the relationship of food or the control around the scales and struggling with the weight. And that is a very, very common thing that a lot of people can struggle with. I see it on a daily basis. And that's not out of judgment because I was that person. I was that person in my 20s. I thought that I needed to like, go hell for leather all the time in order to get financial rewards and reap rewards that if I did this, I would be happy. But I was miserable. So wrong ladder against the wrong wall. And guess what happened? I was probably about 10, 12 kg heavier than I actually am now. I've no idea what I'm weighing at the minute. I haven't weighed myself in a very, very, very long time. But I know what I was weighing at that time. And I've seen photos in the, in the last kind of couple of weeks. And that's what kind of paused me to check in and say, right, I have a story here to tell. So there's... An example of a, I'm going to give you a typical example, not a typical example, I think a typical example is the wrong, the wrong way to look at it, but I'm going to give you an example of a client that I was working with very, very early on when I was doing face-to-face personal training. So probably 20, I left PT 10 weeks before the first lockdown. So I'm trying to think in pre-lockdown years. So lockdown, so I think it was like, the summer before COVID and I was doing face to face with this person. So I've changed the name completely in relation to for I've asked this person, can I share their story? And they're like, hell yes, because of what's happened and what's been changed for them. So for this story, what I'm going to call them is I'm going to call them Michael. Okay. So it was a man that I was coaching. I know I don't normally coach lads, but this was the reason. So Michael was, 
a I'm going to say a bit of a background. So Michael was a kind of a successful executive who worked very very long hours at his job. He was very very successful, having the respect of others. He had the fancy cars, good money, and that was important to Michael. So he for years he worked very long hours, surviving on very very little sleep, and all he could do all that he could do to climb that corporate ladder. He invested an awful lot of time at work because he knew that's where he wanted to put the effort in. The better positions he would get, the more impressive his job title would sound and the more money he would make. And Michael did pretty well. He got the pretty pretty decent salary, six figures, and then bonuses every year, large house, holiday home, a boat, expensive cars, and but a lot of holidays with his family. His kids went to one of the best schools in the country. His wife never needed to worry about things, wore the best clothes and met her a good few times as well. Sometimes she joined in on our sessions and he felt proud of the things he had. I'd love the, the fact that he could talk about how successful he was and how well he provided for his family. He loved wearing expensive clothes. Watches was his big thing. And feeling that he was better than other people because he had more money than he did. They're his words, not mine. And he secretly enjoyed knowing that others were jealous of what he had. However, Michael's dedication to his actual job and his desire to earn more money and possessions that he had never had any real quality time with his wife and his kids. As his kids got older, they relied less and less on him and came to see the mom uh, as their primary carer and go-to person for their lives to look for advice, relationship advice, life worries, exam worries, etc. And Michael's wife often felt she was a single parent. And I remember sitting down with his wife at the uh, his wife and having a couple of conversations with her and you could see that she just wanted Michael. You could see that she wanted Michael to be around. The one thing that she said was we didn't have to worry about money, but we did have to worry about Michael's health. And she came along to that initial consultation that I had with Michael. Because I used to, one of the, the first, one of the first gyms that I used to work in was in the city centre of Dublin City. So it was like all the financial companies and accounting firms, etc. Where, and there was an incubation centre for startups were around me. And because Michael was so focused on earning money, his wife knew that she didn't, she'd never struggle for money or struggle to put food onto the table. And because Michael was so focused on earning money, he never had time or made the time to look after his physical and mental health. And that's why he came to me to make that, to have that little bit of accountability for himself. So as he climbed that corporate ladder, the pressure and stress continued to increase. Michael turned to alcohol and food as a way to soothe the stress. He spent a lot of time kind of because there was a rule in the company that he was having if you work past 8 p.m., you would get, you'd be able to get a takeaway on the company in order to work harder and be there for later. Never left his desk, never took time to exercise. He was so exhausted on the weekend, he would lie on the couch drinking beer, watching TV or watching sport all weekend. But when his kids kind of, when I first started working with him, I think his kids were 11 and 13 maybe so when the kids were kind of getting a little bit older they the, the, the cracks became to became a little bit more heightened in that marriage 
because he never spent time with his wife or never emotionally available for support and they ended up separating. Now, that separation was ugly and expensive. They ended up getting um, their sales separated and the kids ended up siding with the mother because they felt so let down by Michael because he never made time for them. The family home ended up being sold so that he would be able to provide a house for the kids and the and the wife and he was he bought a almost like a bachelor pad in the city center michael would say himself that he compromised his mental health and he became worse at this as a sign of the 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 relationship struggle he started drinking more he started eating more he relied on fast food because he'd never learned how to actually cook for himself because he kept himself so and he made himself busier at work to avoid how he was feeling and what happened like one, of the, one of the big things when i was working with him was trying to get him to kind of calm down trying to get him to cut hours he did it for a while and then he stayed with me for about four months and he was getting frustrated that he wasn't seeing the results that he had expected and wanted, but his actions weren't matching what he wanted. It was kind of like he was studying for to be a doctor, but he was studying engineering. And unfortunately, Michael ended up having a heart attack. Um, he had to take early retirement because his health was in such a bad shape. And in that story above, Michael ended up losing his family, his job, his money, his possessions, his identity, his marriage, his kids, the health all because he was putting all his focus on money, buying all these material possessions and gaining status. While there's nothing wrong with having money, money gives us freedom, I'm not gonna say that, but it can come at a cost. At what point do you have enough money? If you put all your focus on one thing and then that goes, what happens? So we need to look at Michael's values in a little bit more detail. Michael is okay now, Michael is okay now. He's working as a consultant now and works his own hours and now is working on that relationship with his kids. He is, him and his wife are back going through therapy together. So they are working together and his health is okay. So just want to put that out there. So the values that Michael possessed, we're going to look at a little bit more detail. And some of these may identify with you. Some of them may not identify with you. So one of them one of them was money and material possessions. So having money or material possessions isn't a problem. But if you value money and possessions over your physical and mental health or you sacrifice your physical and mental health in order to make more money or have things then that's a realistic problem. I did that in my 20s. So I could relate to Michael's story a little bit. Elements of it, but not the whole thing, but a little bit of it. Michael was so involved with making money and more money so he could have these materialistic items, but they came at an expense. He had no time for eating or healthy eating or socializing or exercise or sleep. He had no time for quality family time. He had no time to look after his own physical and mental health. That ended up costing him one of the most expensive things, which was his family. The irony was for Michael that Chasing money and material possessions ended up costing him more money and more things and the most thing that he cannot buy and money cannot buy, which is your mental and physical health. 
if Michael had actually valued his health and mental well-being, he would have made time for exercise, sleep, and healthy eating, whatever healthy eating is. It might, from Simon Hill's episode of the podcast, which I'd highly recommend everyone to listen to, is it the definition of healthy eating is a way that of eating that does not impact your relationship with food. Too many think that healthy eating is rabbit food and soup. Like that's not healthy eating. That's restriction. But these things would have helped him to manage the stress of his job. By getting out for exercise would have helped him to focus, to calm himself down, getting out for a morning walk, whatever it may be. It meant that he may not have turned to alcohol as a coping mechanism or food as a mechanism. He probably would have been a little bit more productive at work, more successful, and would have actually probably earned more money and climbed a little bit higher rather than being so run down and not being able to focus. He kept, he was making mistakes at work, which was costing him and kind of like chipping away at kind of like the credit that he would have had with his bosses in order to kind of climb that ladder even further. He may have kept his family together. He may not have lost everything financially. And one of the big, big things is kind of, you need to look at it from a point of view of if you look at your life right now, and I know money is important and it's a sensitive subject for an awful lot of people. And it is, it is one of those things that a lot of people like, if the one thing that you're looking for is more money and it's impacting other elements of your mental health, there may be other issues at play. It could be down to looking for a validation from parents or mentors as a way to fuel that. Could be a status thing. It could be that you are looking for validation from other people. But if those people turned around and you said you're absolutely amazing the way you are, we're not necessarily going to believe it. So it's not validation that you're looking for. It's these comments, these little minute comments. They're like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. So sometimes having those materialistic possessions can can diminish and kind of have massive impacts on your mental health and you're not getting any regular exercise you're not sleeping and if you don't sleep you can't function as a human it's just not possible like it's just not possible if you look at when people are new parents like they don't know what hits them and yeah it's yeah it's just like you know what it's like if you've been a parent and i think like there's nothing wrong with being successful but what what does success mean to you if we choose our life chasing success at the expense of our physical and mental health, we generally have some sort of issue. We some sort of have some sort of problem. One of the things that can actually make status so attractive to some people is the sense of power and control that it gives that actual person. They also enjoy the respect and admiration others give them because of that status. Because he was so impressed with his job titles and progression up the the corporate ladder, he believed that others would too. He enjoyed that other people feeling I was envious of his lifestyle, commenting on how fancy his cars were. During the summer, we'd have the the Ferrari, and he'd have the roof down, and yeah, you know the rest. You can see he loved being able to talk about being able to send his kids to private schools. 
But if Michael actually wasn't chasing status, he would have realized the best way to provide for his family was to be there for them. He would have understood the real value wasn't giving them material things, but in actually giving them the time that they wanted, the love that they needed. If he understood this, he probably wouldn't have, the marriage would have set, wouldn't have separated. And he would have had a great relationship with, with the kids. But the irony here is that Michael valuing status, him, status set him on a path that would ultimately lead him to kind of losing that status, the important status, which is those around you. Ultimately, status can make us feel worthy because self-worth might be at play. And so if self-worth is at play, you may need other people to validate and praise your efforts and make you feel good about yourself. The other thing that you think about is that this may impact on your mental health. And if your mental health is poor and from someone who has struggled, it can impact on your weight from either a weight loss perspective or a weight gain perspective. Neither is positive. That's what the method is. So that's why I always say to people, like, don't comment on other people's weight. Like, you don't know what's going on. This value status that Michael had was it's coming from self-worth. And when we struggle with self-worth, you end up doing things that compromise your health in order to gain status. So other people will like you, admire you, get comments, get validation from people that you put up on pedestals, like parents, etc. But if you value status, this can lead to becoming a people pleaser, which means you'll spend more time doing things that will please and impress other people rather than what's right for you and your goals right now. So, for example, one thing that can happen for some people is you may be afraid to admit that the health and the weight that you may be at is a problem because you don't because you don't want people to think less of you. And one of the things that's kind of fresh in my mind this morning when I'm recording this is I got a message from a client this morning and they're kind of saying that they've struggled for years with their weight and their mindset around food but they've never actually spoken about it and that they've got a safe place now to talk about how they're feeling about things and minute by minute or sentence by sentence or question by question they're getting rid of that all or nothing mindset that belief system around food those food rules rather than trying to go for a quick diet or a quick fix because they're seeking help up there it's vulnerability which people don't like to be but it's also scared of looking like a failure to other people seeking status and valuing other people's kind of opinions also means that you'll spend trying you'll spend more time trying to control what other people's perceptions of you is instead of doing the things that would help you along your way. So if you were saying your goal is to be fit and healthier and all your actions are being put into work and people pleasing, the two aren't, cor- the two aren't correlated. So you can change your values because li- values do change. So we need to look at how can we create different values? I'm not going to tell you and sit here that if you value money and you're content, that's great. But if the values aren't that you have at the minute aren't serving you, then that's very different. So when I talk to clients on a daily basis or when they first come to me for the welcome calls, one of the big things that I always ask them is, 
what's your why because people will, say, will always say that oh I'm not motivated or I need accountability etc and, and that's fine but I can't provide provide anyone with motivation that's not that's not my job it's not a coach's job motivation is an internal thing there's external motivation there's internal motivation like the perfect thing that I always say to people is you don't go to work motivated every single day but you go why because if I don't go I don't can't get money but why because then I can't keep the roof over my head and I can't feel my, feed my kids so you're clear on your why's there you're clear on your values that your values are your family but why are the actions not bringing you there why are we we're saying our values are our family and our kids but why are our actions going the other way what is it about the status that you're looking for is it the self-worth side of things is it validation from other people what is it what are you trying to control what does control do for you but when people come to me about weight loss and stuff which is the the main one or a relationship with food is like i'll always say to people don't weight loss you want to rib your relationship with food what's first and i'm like there's only one right answer and it's the, the relationship with food has to come first but i always ask people like why do you want to lose weight because i want to lose weight well that's not a goal that's like saying i want to be a carrot that's not a goal that's a statement and if you wanted to lose weight you probably would be there already there's not enough inherent of a why there's not enough to get you to go you don't value it enough possibly but if you ask yourself why do you want to lose weight because i want to be around for my kids why do you want to be around for your kids because i want to get in there's a there's my daughter's 18 in two months and i want to be fit and healthy why do you want to be fit and healthy for your daughter's 18th because i want to be in the photos so she has memories of this day now there's a why there's an emotional attachment to that and more often than not when i talk to people majority of them have kids or have nephews and nieces that they want to be around for and we know what the why is now that's emotional attachment then the next question is why are our actions currently not leaning us towards that or directing us towards that why so sometimes i'll get a client to do an exercise of write out three four things in the thing in in order of what you actually truly value finance focus which is your mindset fitness family and write those out and rank those in order what's most important to you then you get them to write it out in black in black and white or whatever pen they put it into and they'll be able to rank them in order and see right the family's number one but why are our actions not bringing us to that finance is probably being at the rank to the bottom but all the actions are going towards that so we need to figure out what is it about finance that's directing you rather than family and so people will say my and most people that i speak to is that they're kind of like their their fitness goals their health goals are probably ranked second or third and they're like okay now i can see why my actions may not be orientated towards that like health and fitness doesn't have to be your life like my job is health and fitness but now i'm i completely understand that not everyone i don't think a lot of pts understand this that not everyone it's their life not everyone has the time to plan every single meal 
not everyone has the time to get every single workout in a week every single time but it's checking yourself saying what's what's going to I would rather someone have 52 imperfect weeks rather than have six perfect weeks that are aligned with their values. Something something that's moving the ball towards where they want to go. Too many people focus on a six-week perfect plan rather than a 52-week or one year of imperfect action. So if we're looking at it from a health and wellness point of view of valuing your health and wellness a little bit more will mean you automatically prioritize things that will help you you'll make time you might make a little bit more time for your workouts or even start your week on a saturday and a sunday when you may have a little bit more time and that's one of the things a couple of clients are doing at the minute is like i know they're really busy during the week so we change the week from a monday to a sunday to a saturday to a saturday and that way they're already getting one or two workouts in the week and they just need to squeeze one elsewhere in the rest of the week and the mindset shift or getting a shop in on a sunday or a saturday helps them set themselves up for the week those two things are huge it allows them to have an idea of what's in the fridge that allows them to have some sort of idea of what they're having for food but allows them to have those mini meetings for themselves allows them to know that right if this week doesn't go right i know that i've got two workouts done already on the weekend when work isn't crazy so i've ticked that box already you'll make more sense of a holistic approaches to what you want to do you'll no longer deprive yourselves fad diet or like end up doing some really silly things you end up fueling your body you'll end up being a good role model for your kids because your kids are watching you if they believe if they're watching you work all the hours under the sun they're going to pick up on that and it's probably where you've learned it from there's nothing wrong with that about working hard if that's what you value but i know an awful lot of people don't know what their values are because I've never stopped and paused and said, right, what, what, like most people will use a holiday as a way to like completely relax and recharge the batteries, which is fine. But I would rather use a holiday as a way to be present who I'm with, being able to enjoy food, being able to go on these hikes or walks. But that's, a, that's according to my values. And I'm not judging people for the way of, that they're using the holidays as a way to recharge but that means that your your life is outside of those holidays it may not be adding to your life yes there's times where life is tough yes there's times where a lot work will be tough and pushed on i know at this moment in time i'm going on holidays in about three weeks and i know these next three weeks are going to be tough they're going to be mentally and physically tough but I know what I need to do. I need to say, right, every single day, this is what I'm having. This is what I'm doing. And it's taking that brain power out of me. I know exactly what's being planned. And that works for me. That may not work for you, but I'd be surprised if it doesn't work for you. When you start to actually think about that legacy that you want to leave for your family, the chances are you'll start to take those steps to ensure they'll be healthier for you. You'll be less likely caught up in material possessions or making other people happy. You'll be focusing on your own personal growth and you'll be excited for traveling for the right reasons. You'll be, you'll be looking at it as a way to rely on a system for yourself. Like valuing your own happiness and maybe fulfillment will go a long way towards helping you reach your weight loss goals. 
or trying to control what other people are going to think. You'll be free to focus on doing things that will make you feel good about yourself. And this may involve going for a walk, early morning walks, learning how to cook, learning how to rest and rejuvenate, surrounding yourself with people that actually add to your life rather than soul-sucking vampires. Another element of values that a lot of people don't realize is the the values around meal times and drinking and stuff like that. If your life is every single weekend is blowout. I did that in my 20s. Absolutely did it, completed it in my 20s. Did it for years. But I was so exhausted until Wednesday, Wednesday after a double header on the weekend on top of laying a football match and then go start going out on Thursday, Friday again. Like I, it was... It was mentally draining. I look back now and I just look at that person. I just like want to give them a hug. They're lost, misunderstood, weren't aligned with their values. The values were based off other people's perceptions rather than what that person wanted. Like if you talk to your friends, what's the first thing they talk to you about? How is work? I never ask my client. I never ask my friends how is work going. I literally couldn't give a crap how work is going. I would always ask them how the family is first. How are you? Now, how are you really? They're the two or three questions I would always ask my mates first. I will rarely ask them about work. Because the least interesting thing about them, I'm not mates with them because of their jobs. I know for a fact that a lot of my mates are aligned more with their values than they realize. But I've, cultivated that surrounding for myself in that if I had like don't get me wrong there's one or two that will be more aligned with career status and that's cool that works for them but it has come at a cost and will come at a cost everything comes at a cost but the one thing that I will never let go of is my mental health and my mental health is more important I was talking to a client yesterday and we were talking about weight gain and stuff like that around the scales and she was, I asked a question about the, the scales itself. I was like, well, what if the scales went up for me? Am I a bad person? And she goes, no. But I was like, well, why can't it be one rule for you and a different rule for me? And she goes, well, it might be a good thing for you because you might be trying to put on weight. I was like, you don't know. You're guessing. And she goes, I am guessing, but I'm projecting myself onto you. But one of the things that you can think about when you're kind of going out for meals out and stuff like that and values and one of the important values that a lot of people have is social acceptance. We all want to, we all want to be liked and loved from everyone. It's like we can't be liked and loved by everyone, but we can be liked and loved by the, the, the five, the kind of like the inner circle that, that you want to be surrounding yourself with. But if you're going out in the pace every single weekend and you find that it's soul destroying and you're not mentally able to get through the week afterwards, is it really aligning with your values or is there something else at play? Self-worth maybe not be amazing that you're trying to fit into society rather than looking after yourself and you actually want to go and do something else. Do you need to ask friends to maybe have more activities that don't involve alcohol or is adding to your life? Or if you are out for meals and the only thing that you guys ever do is food and massive foodie, well, then that's adding to your life. But if you're someone who is more wanting to look after their own health and fitness, maybe going out for meals all the time may not be adding to your life. So values can 
impact with money, but they can also look at social occasions and social circles as well. And I always say to my clients is, what's important to you now? What do you value now in this time? And they're like, well, I want to go out. I don't want to count calories and I go out. I'm like, work away. And not all my calories, not all my clients count calories. In reality, the majority of them don't. But that's because the, the type of client that I work with on a day-to-day -day basis. But the reality is if we're looking to control, we're looking for social acceptance, we're looking for all these different things and you're not living the life that you value, you need to check in on yourself and what's actually adding to your life, what's taking away from your life. So how we live our lives, the values that we have can definitely impact on how we feel mentally, physically, and then these can have a different impact on how our health factors, our weight, all these different things. So if you're listening to this episode, the one thing that I'll ask you is, out of your values right now, your family, focus, fun, finance, fitness, out of those, rank them out of five. Then look at, are your actions currently aligned with those, the actions that you've set? Or are they misaligned? And if they're misaligned, what do you need to do to realign them? Do you need to book in more time for you? Do you need to go and talk to someone? Do you need to go and make more time for you? Do you need to get it more accountable for yourself? Accountability is the key. And if that's the fact and you want to try and get your head right, get your head right, work with a counselor. If you're looking to try and get your head right around food, work with a nutritionist or a dietitian. So I hope that you've enjoyed this episode and thank you to Michael for allowing me to use his example. And Michael's all good now. He's a lot more fulfilled and he's done a lot of work on himself and he's in a lot happier place and it's he's realigned himself. So hopefully, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys very soon.